Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your snackable daily podcast for your pop culture fix. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick, the entertainment editor at Mamma Mia. And I'm Kiri. Reese. I work at Social Squad, which is Mamma Mia's internal social media agency. And I'm feeling myself today. I've done a new hairstyle. It's propping up my sheet. So it, it actually has a double use. It's actually doing something, not just looking flat. Yeah, our whole extensive pre-show conversation was, do you look like a nun or a bride? I think you look like Maria Von Trapp from The Sound of Music when she <gasps> had her. Bro- oh my God, we should take a photo and put it in the Facebook group later so that people can see the hair combo that you've got going on with the sheet. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. All right, on to the celeb headlines of the day, starting with some juicy bachelorette gossip. Miss Shana Burgess, who is the judge of Dancing with the Stars and friend of the pod, she revealed some interesting information about who was actually in the running to be cast as Bachelorette this season. Yeah, so there were always long-standing rumours that she was in the mix, but up until now, in an interview that she's given on the Big Demi Energy podcast, we didn't actually know how close that she's come. So she started off by saying that she, been offered the role multiple times but she said it just didn't feel right this time around she said particularly when the pandemic hit and it was postponed which was only like I know it feels like we've been in this pandemic forever now but that would have been quite into the process of picking the bachelorette so it sounds like it's a last minute kind of pull out but she did say that next year if she's still 36 and still single then she'll be calling up the bachelor and saying okay let's do this all right, on to some other exciting news. The Barden Bellas virtually reunited for a pitch perfect reunion this week. So it's the a cappella group from the wildly successful movie franchise. Almost every Bella was there to do the performance. So we had Anna Kendrick, Rebel Wilson, Anna Camp, Brittany Snow, Hayley Steinfeld, Chrissy Fitt, and Hannah Mae Lee. And they all got together to do Beyonce's Love on Top from their respective homes. Baby, it's you. So it's all for a good cause with the proceeds from the downloads of this single are going to benefit UNICEF's efforts to support children in Lebanon after the big explosion there recently and also around the world who have been affected by COVID-19. So it's all for a good cause and we'll pop the link in our show notes. So go and support them. Okay, Kiris, the other big headline of the day, which I'm going to need you to weigh in on, because it's about some drama that's happening on a reality TV show that I believe is on Netflix called Selling Sunset. So Selling Sunset is the biggest reality TV show at the moment. And if you haven't seen it, this is what it is. It's based on a real estate brokerage out of LA and it's owned by twin brothers called Brett and Jason Oppenheim. They employ this group of like gorgeous, amazing, talented female realtors who 
find and sell Hollywood Hill homes to gazillionaires. So one of the biggest and most outspoken stars of the show, Christine Quinn, has just opened up in a new interview with Glamour UK saying that Brett, one of the twin brothers who is the owner of the brokerage, has left Oppenheim Group to start his own brokerage. So this is all confirmed just via a quick Google search and look on the Oppenheim Group website. Brett's name has been removed from the credits and it's only saying that Jason is the owner. So it's looking like we're going to have dueling brokerages. And she went on to say that Brett leaving is going to be a source of drama for season four on Netflix. Now, season four hasn't been announced, but I'm thinking this is going to be way too juicy for Netflix to turn down. Season four, once it gets confirmed, it's going to be bloody juicy. And until then, you must watch it on Netflix and catch up. An extended trailer for Paris Hilton's upcoming documentary, This Is Paris, was released yesterday. So the YouTube Originals documentary invites audiences to meet the real Paris Hilton for the first time as she embarks on a journey of healing and reflection, reclaiming her true identity along the way. So the trailer starts off and Paris is narrating, saying that no one really knows who I am and references this persona that she has talked about before, but that she famously built in the early thousands when she starred on reality series and still to this day one of my favorite series The Simple Life alongside her friend and fellow heiress Nicole Ritchie. So it's very much in line with this rebrand that we've seen her attempt a couple of times in recent years. Yes absolutely and so um, we should note that an Emmy award-winning director Alexandra Dean is the one responsible for really helming this project and what we've seen so far is that she's almost jumping on this trend that was really established by like Katy Perry, Justin Bieber and more recently Taylor Swift of these people who have these really intense public personas have been embroiled in a lot of scandals but don't often speak on those things and their idea of them taking the reins because even though she's the star of this documentary it's very much as what we've seen so far her story and her kind of giving us this insight into her life so it's almost like she is trying to use a documentary to rebrand herself completely as we've seen so many other celebrities do lately. It's just a different idea because in those other references that you made they're celebrities that are like revealing the real them but this is a reality TV star who's done so many reality TV shows then trying to kind of reveal the real her so it almost feels a little bit disjointed but what I hadn't heard before was this reference to her previously unrevealed childhood trauma and no real details were given in the trailer only that she overcame this trauma by thinking about who she wanted to become and basically alluding to the fact that this was almost a catalyst for her creating this persona. Something happened in my childhood that I've never talked about with anyone. I just heard screaming, bloody murder. But I couldn't tell you guys because every time I tried, I would get punished by them. I still have nightmares about it. Here we are at Paris' school. And the only thing that saved my sanity was thinking about who I wanted to become when I got out of there. Just created this brand and this persona and this character and I've been stuck with her ever since. They say trauma. The mind may forget, but the body never forgets. So the other voice that you heard on there was Nikki Rothschild Hilton, her sister. And that's kind of what made me get a bit more excited about this because she is super private. And for her to kind of be on this, and we also do see a visual of Paris telling her mum almost for the first time what really happened to her. And we see this against footage of her from her childhood and one piece in particular of her being dropped off at boarding school in Utah. So we don't have enough information and I don't want to kind of 
make any assumptions, but maybe this is going to be a bit deeper. What did you get from that? Yeah, I thought the other, the fact that Nikki Hilton there is quite telling because what Paris Hilton's saying here of like, I've created this character for myself and she's talking about that kind of Barbie-esque, a little bit dumb, even though we know she's not, that kind of, you know, really spoiled princess. That was so much her brand when The Simple Life first came on our scene. And we do know now because she's spoken about multiple times that she altered the way she spoke, that she altered how she interacted with people and that she really built up that character. And that came from her business smarts of knowing that that was what she could cash in on. As she was coming up with the idea of the simple life and that kind of breaking herself into that new reality TV realm. She always imagined herself and Nikki doing that together as a pair. So as the show was in production, Nikki Hilton was always meant to be the other person on The Simple Life. And it wasn't until just they're about to start production, she had to tell Paris, I'm not doing this with you. I'm not, I can't star in this TV show, which is why they had to do a last minute kind of switcheroo and pull Nicole Richie in. From so rehab. Nicole Richie was like fresh out of rehab and they made her do that Yeah, show. like there were a lot. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot of kind of the behind the scenes of The Simple Life I feel would be much more interesting to watch than The Simple Life because it was such a catalyst for how reality TV was filmed and for creating these characters more so even than if you look at Laguna Beach or the Osbournes or something that had come before it because even though those storylines were set up they were still playing themselves where this is the first time that we saw people really play characters but what she's alluding to there in that childhood trauma is obviously something quite intense because it's something that's happened at a very very young age from what we can tell from the timeline of the home footage that they've shown there. Also interesting because they're such a rich and infamous family, the Hilton family, and they've gone to school with everyone who is kind of now a mover and a shaker in Hollywood. You know, there's been a lot of past family traumas there, a lot of infighting. There's family members they don't speak to. There's family members that have given tell-alls about them. So it's almost like what could now be hidden away in there. Whatever it is, is obviously something that affects that whole world that they move in. Also, in my preparation for chatting about it today, I came across an extended clip on YouTube of her doing press rounds at the Television Critics Association's winter press tour in January um, this year, pre-COVID just. And, you know, this is YouTube's big showcase because it's an original series. So she was on stage with the producer, Alexandra, and talking about it. And she is, she's speaking in her normal voice, which is a, a lot deeper than what a lot of people know her voice to be famous for. And she's talking about this trauma. But then as she comes off the stage and she's, talking to camera because the camera is kind of following her throughout the press tour of the day it's almost like she's stuck between the two characters so she's stuck between who she really is and who she that persona that she's talking about that she's trying to like break away and break down so I feel like it is authentic but I almost feel like it's very and I'm not saying that she's trying to cash in on the abuse or anything that she's suffering I'm just saying that It's clear how kind of stuck in between the two she is and how she knows that to get ahead, she needs to be her authentic self. But she's so intertwined with this persona that not even she can turn it off. So will we be able to do the same by watching it? Exactly. And so interesting that you say that because as much as over the last couple of years, she's really been drilling down this idea of like, that was a character. It wasn't me. This is the real me. And this idea that we haven't seen the real her, even though she said she's been living that way for the last 10 years or so. 
also. So you've got to think that there must be some part of her personality that is coming through to the public. But I think that maybe there were so many elements of her in that Simple Life character and, and when she was in the height of her fame because she didn't just do that character when she was filming The Simple Life. She did it in interviews. She did it at press events. She spoke that way in interviews to journalists, which ran in print, and you could still see that character coming through. But I think that the way she acted was still quite her. Like she still does come from that affluent background. She grew up in that way. And I don't think that she's as removed from that character as she would like us to believe. Yeah, and she grew up in the height of that celebrity, you know, that that was like very much this put on a pedestal to be like, in inverted commas, hot, skinny, rich, very much about the aesthetics and, and owning things and being really flashy. But as kind of societies changed and realities evolved and now like anyone can be a reality star, not just an heiress who gets given a platform because of her looks and her um, socialite status, it's hard for her to, I think, move through that and reinvent herself like it's surprising when you look at Nicole Richie how well she's done in comparison to Paris Hilton do you mean how she's changed her public persona yeah how she's been able to like very much move through that and it helped that she became a fashion designer and her labels have done really well so she's obviously got a lot of talent there and Paris has equally done well but it's that persona that we just cannot let go of because to some degree it is actually her Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. Get in contact with us. Email us. We want to hear from you. We love feedback. We just love hearing from you and where you're listening to us from because it's crazy to think that there are thousands of our spillers listening every day. So email us at thespill at mamamia.com.au. This episode of The Spill was produced by Rachel Hart. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Bye.